0: Season 2 of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain.
1: If you want your customers to be satisfied, you're using a pretty miserable standard. Hey, it's Scott McCain from Sydney, Australia, getting ready to take off to uh, Tasmania here in just a little bit. But wanted to check in on Project Distinct today with an important podcast about how customer satisfaction should definitely not be your goal. We're going to talk about something beyond satisfaction on today's Project Distinct. Brought to you as always by the Ultimate Business Summit. You know it's next month? Hey, if you haven't registered, we need you to get going. There's not much time left. Go to ultimatebusinesssummit.com. This is the business summits that totally driven around your questions. You bring your questions, we get you answers. It's not trying to indoctrinate you to any particular business philosophy. It's really about getting results ultimatebusinesssummit.com. That's why over 90% of the people who attend once come back for more. It's why we can truly report the significant growth of the businesses that have attended in the past. Check it out. It's ultimatebusinesssummit.com. And when you sign up, just enter my first name, Scott, as the coupon code. It'll save you $100 on registration. Come visit us next month, Vegas, Luxor Hotel, on the Strip, ultimatebusinesssummit.com. You know, it's, it's, it's wild to me when we think about customer satisfaction. We want our customers to be satisfied, we say. Uh, we we place a high premium in many organizations on customer satisfaction. And you know, I'm going to suggest to you, I think that's a pretty miserably low standard. Picture, if you will, a guy about to get down on one knee, and he's got this little blue box and a nice ribbon behind his back. It contains a ring that cost four months' salary. As he's setting things up to pop The big question. He nervously asks the person he hopes will become his lifelong partner how she feels about the relationship. Well, she responds unenthusiastically. I guess you could mark me as satisfied. (laughs) Is that good enough? No. You want your engagement to begin with your fiance being amazed, thrilled, overjoyed with the relationship. So don't be satisfied with satisfied customers. Seek to have your customers amazed, thrilled, and overjoyed. If satisfaction is such a minuscule standard in personal relationships, why is it so seemingly acceptable in professional ones? Don't we want loyalty and commitment there too? Look, I realize that's an exaggeration, but but I'm trying to make a point. Satisfaction isn't really that significant. We don't learn much from satisfaction either. Right, I was at a restaurant last night, uh, Michael Barch, the uh, CEO of Volkswagen Australia, and I went to dinner last night, and the waitress came up to us and said, how's your dinner tonight, fellas? And we both said, fine. And she smiled a big smile and walked away. And I thought, boy, she's willing to accept a pretty moderate." and by the way, our dinner was terrific, but shouldn't she have probed more into what could we do to make it better? Or if it's only fine, what can I do to make it amazing? In other words, we seem to accept a lower standard. What we really need to do is to improve how we're doing what we do. You've heard me speak here on this podcast before about customers don't buy your why. They buy your how. What they're buying into is how you deliver on what you promise. So what we really need to do is to improve that how. How do we do that? I'm going to suggest to you we move beyond satisfaction by going negative, getting to the core of our weakness. No doubt it takes courage to be negative. Bosses don't want to hear it. but I'm not saying that we're negative with customers, but that we drill deeply into what did we do negatively that prevented us from moving beyond mere satisfaction. Having the kind of courage to do that is what sets iconic companies apart from just those that are differentiated or even those that are distinctive. Iconic professionals, iconic companies have the confidence to learn where their errors are in part because they have the conviction that they and their team can fix them. You want to drill deeply into the specific points of friction with your customers, of infuriation with your customers. You want to drill deeply even into the points that are just okay with your customers. Now look, because of what you do and what business you're in, you're obviously going to need to customize uh, how you do this and and what your approach is for customers asking for honest feedback. But you thoroughly need to explore where the friction is in your relationship with customers and employees. Look, I've, I've been an Apple fan forever. I'm recording this right now on my MacBook Pro. I love my Apple Macintosh. I love my iPhone. I'm satisfied with my Apple Watch. Now, Apple came out not long ago talking about the high percent of customers who are satisfied with their Apple Watches. But I would guess it doesn't match the depth of enthusiasm and thrill that we have for other Apple products. See, Apple would have received much more valuable information from me if they would have asked something like, what pisses you off about your Apple Watch? Then inquiring, would you recommend your Apple Watch to a friend? In other words, the old question that we asked to get our NPS score, would you recommend us to a friend? Doesn't really get at the passion that we may or may not have for the product or service that, that we're talking about. So what we have to do is to approach this with what I call positive negativity. When I tell people they need to go negative, they have a knee-jerk response many times. They confuse a search for the negative reactions that we may stimulate in others with having a negative attitude. Some researchers call negative attitudes self-handicapping. Quote, self-handicapping is a strategy with a primary aim of protecting self-esteem in the event of failure, unquote. That's from researchers from the University of Rochester and St. Mary's University. We see this when leaders or organizations are so negative about potential outcomes, they construct obstacles to success. That means if or when failure occurs, they're able to attribute the barrier to the to the reason for the things fell down rather than any weakness in the company. In other words, they say things like, There's nothing we could have done, it's the economy, or you just can't find good people anymore. Well, those are forms of self handicapping. It's another way of saying, it's not my fault, the economy's bad, and I've got idiots working for me. It's those executives who insist we didn't do anything wrong. However, there's another form of negative approach that researchers call defensive pessimism. That sounds kind kind of counterintuitive, but I consider it a positive approach to negativity. In other words, what they do is examine what has gone or could go wrong so you can take the necessary steps to prevent it from occurring. In other words, we focus on the negative. We want to find out the points of friction with our customers, the points of being upset with our customers, the points of what we delivered were just fine and not ultimate or extraordinary. Then what we do is to plan for everything it takes to create systems and processes that raise the game. In other words, what I'm suggesting to you is that in many cases, what we find is that when a customer says something is just okay, When mere satisfaction is expressed, we accept that and move on because we're not willing to drill more deeply into why that tepid response is what we're receiving. But when we start doing that, then what we have to do is not just satisfy the customer. Remember, we talked yesterday about the customer that had a bad situation in a hotel room and they didn't compensate him for it or help him with it. We talked about the person that had the battery go bad in the key fob and and the dealer charged him to replace it just after he'd spent $90,000 on a car. It's it's not just changing things for that customer. It's not just trying to please that customer in that situation. We've got to go beyond that. And the reason we go negative in this situation is to fix the process that created the problem in the first place. What was the process that was in place that made an employee of that dealership feel like it was okay to charge a customer to replace that battery right after they purchased a new car? What was the process in place that after spending 30 nights at a hotel, the front desk clerk thought it was okay to, to tell the person they weren't going to get compensated for a heated room and, and even threaten them with an extra charge for checking out early. We've got to fix the process that creates mere satisfaction and substitute a new one that creates ultimate customer experiences. Well, that's today's Project Distinct from Australia. I'm heading out, as I mentioned earlier, to Tasmania later today. I'll be talking to you from there tomorrow. On the next edition of Project Distinct, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing and subscribing. This is Scott McCain. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain. To have Scott become your virtual coach and to discover more distinctive resources,